Welcome to Outdoors. I'm Brian, and this morning we have Christine Baker, the Director of Mountain Sports at Big Sky Resort. We spoke in the fall about the ski programs while we're putting together Last Best Ski Book, and now we're getting ready for mountain bike season. Christine, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So you run the mountain sports in the winter, which obviously, you know, skiing, snowboarding, riding, all that. Uh, What happens this time of year as you start transitioning into the summer schedule? Yeah, the summer schedule, we are transitioning, moving all of our things from storage, winter storage to summer operations. So we did a big move of all of our bikes and bike gear, as well as our putt-putt and gemstone mining and all sorts of big heavy things that make a move twice a year. So um, the snow that's falling right now is uh, not the best conditions for that, but uh, keeps everyone excited and appreciating the good weather when we have it. Yeah. So what sort of programs do you do in the summertime up at the resort? We have a downhill mountain bike program that includes coaching as well as a a rental fleet. And then we have plenty of other activities. We have a couple different zipline tours. We take folks to the top of the peak in the summer, which is really cool. In the winter, it's limited just to the folks that can ski down a blue run. So it's really fun in the summer to be able to get folks that have never been to the top of a mountain before. Um, And then all of the other typical resort you know, summer offerings, archery and guided hikes. And um, we're excited for a new escape ex- escape experience this summer to add to our escape room that we're already running. So how does that work? <laughs> the, the escape experience? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one. So I don't, uh, we'll, we'll do a little teaser. This one's going to include a ride up the Explorer lift. And we're going to use a little cabin that we have up there. And it'll be a, a pretty family oriented experience while you work together to solve kind of a mystery and then you'll hike down. So excited for that one. It'll be outdoors and our current escape room is pretty challenging and uh, many people do not figure out the solution and um, we have to help them out. But uh, this one will be more geared that you work together and you're able to come up with a solution and and we're real excited. That should open um, right around opening, hopefully. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. I guess I saw one of those on, on an episode of Shit's Creek. They had like, an, you know, they're <laughs> trying to figure that out. So it must be something like that with the, the clues and how to open secret, secret passages and things like that. Yeah. There's there, I hadn't done one before a couple of years ago and they're super fun, a very entertaining way to spend some time for sure. All right. So um, downhill mountain biking, Montana, according to my research, and tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, we only have three lift accessible ski, uh, downhill ski areas for mountain biking in Montana, which would be Big Sky Resort, uh, Whitefish uh, Resort, the the mountain, um, and then Discovery. Those are the three that I am aware of as well. Yeah. Okay. So, so how does it work to the uninitiated? How, how is downhill biking different than your traditional cross-country ride? You know, that is a great question. And I think it really depends on the park. And if you had asked that question um, when I first started riding here, I think the first year I rode here was summer of 1999. I would probably have a different answer than I do now, but I'll give the answer for now. And that is we are at elevation and, you know, cross-country riding is even on an easy trail. There's some technical pieces. And when you're riding at 7,000 feet, 8,000 feet, 5,000 feet, there's that aerobic component that can be pretty challenging and you add the technical piece plus the aerobic component um, together and it can make it you know a bucket list item that you check off once and you're like all right that that's really not for me 
And a downhill park done well, I think actually bridges um, the uninitiated into the sport maybe a little bit easier because you can get rid of the aerobic component and can focus on the, you know, just figuring out how to be on the bike traveling with gravity, which is always going to be a component even in a cross-country ride. Um, yeah, so downhill park, you're going to have a bike and, you know, a, a standard cross-country bike might fit just fine. You ride up a lift so you don't have to do that pedal power and then you get to get off at the top and hopefully there's going to be a nice, if you come to Big Sky, there'll be a nice easy green trail with minimal technical features and that is very approachable by somebody that doesn't have much experience. Hmm. So one of the things I'm trying to do in the book is talk about, you know, mountain biking is a, a lot bigger sport than it was in 99. You know, the type of riding I remember doing it, you know, in Maverick Mountain about that time was, you know, literally bike or push, you know, hike, hike your bike up the hill and ride down the switchbacks and crash yeah. and hurt yourself, you know, on these like really rigid, you know, a little bit of suspension bikes, but pretty, pretty gnarly. Sure. So um, with, you know, trails that are designed for downhill and the bikes that are designed for downhill, one thing I'm looking at doing is kind of showing what are some of the differences between like a cross country bike and enduro bike and a downhill bike, like in the fleet that you have, what, what would some of the characteristics be with your downhill bikes? Yeah. So currently this year, it's the first year that we're running pretty much a, a complete downhill line. We're running the specialized demo and we don't even have an enduro bike. And our idea is that we want it to be just a consistent experience. And these downhill bikes are going to have a lot more suspension. Um, and they're really going to make it so that any of the unwanted uh, inconsistencies in the trails that you don't really have to worry about. And it's going to be a really stable ride. And it's going to, you know, the suspension will just make the ride really smooth and plush feeling for you. Um, so different from a cross country bike, these bikes, you know, you don't want to pedal them very far and you don't want to gain very much elevation. You know, they don't have very many gears. They're meant to be ridden downhill and you can pedal them across flats and minor uphills to get to the lift, but you really don't want to be trying to um, pedal from here over to the Madison base. An enduro bike, on the other hand, which we have had those in our rental and coaching fleet in the past, you know, is a really nice, um, does both really well where it has more travel and more suspension than a traditional cross-country bike, but you can still pedal it. It's not so heavy um, and it's it has gears to allow you to um, climb uphill as well as the suspension to have a smooth fluid ride downhill. So kind of a really nice medium between a cross-country bike and a downhill bike. So the downhill bike would be, I guess, a lot more slack, the most amount of suspension possible. Yes. And um, larger kind of rotors for the disc brakes. Exactly. Exactly. So you have more stopping power, you have more, um, yeah, more cushion to the ride and, uh, yeah, it's going to be, feel really stable and fun. And if you, if, uh, jumping off of things is your, is your deal, it's going to absorb that and handle that. You know, you won't bottom out your suspension like you would on your, on a cross country bike on a similar feature. Mm -hmm. And so how, how heavy are these bikes? They're, uh, you know, I, I, they're heavy. <laughs> no, but I can still put them up on the lift. I can lift them up. You know, I'm, I'm five foot one. I'm not your biggest person in the world. And, you know, you know, our Explorer lift, we have to lift the bikes up to put them in the um, bike carrier. And so they're heavy, but they're not um, out of control. But if you want to go win a race, this is not the bike for you. 
if you're pedaling. Right, right. Um, so what lifts do run for the downhill uh, for, for mountain bike access in the summertime? Typically, we run three lifts. We run Explorer, Swift Current, and Ram Charger. This year, as many people might know, we're replacing Swift Current. So unfortunately, we won't be running that lift for bike access this year, but we will be again next year. A few years when we were replacing Ram Charger, we ran Thunderwolf as well. We don't plan to do that this year. Um, so this year we'll be running Explorer, and that's mostly beginner terrain, green runs, blue runs, both flow and tech trails, and then Ram 8 with um, lots of blue and black, both flow and tech. Okay. So someone, so say someone hasn't been up there and uh, gone downhill biking before, where, where do you start? Do you look uh, like downhill skiing, look for the easier, easier runs to kind of get a feel for it? Um, how, how do you read the, the signage? Yeah, for sure. So we have um, in the summer, a really well thought out plan and progression that we paint for folks. So we have what we call flow trails or machine built trails. And then we have tech trails. And on our trail map, we have a progression for the tech trails as well as a progression for the flow trails. And for the flow trails, you would start with easy rider. And then if that feels good, then you would go to rabbit run. We try to make it really easy that, okay, if that trail felt good, here's the next one in order of recommendation. And you know, we don't have 152 named mountain bike trails yet. So it's easy to put all of those in a reasonable order. And same thing for the tech trails. And um, you want to start with something that's reasonable for you. And if it, you know, it feels good, you can move on to the next. The general idea being you uh, pre-ride, re-ride, free ride. You know, it's not just a checkbox. You do one and then move to the next. You want to be able to kind of survey the scene then ride it a little bit more confidently and then be able to ride it at trail speed where you hit the features and all of the pieces um, as they're designed. Yeah, that's something we talk about. I volunteer coach for NICA. And so anytime you're on a new trail, like you said, it's, it's the pre-ride where you really want to see where you're going. Are there any blind corners or weird things to look for? The re-ride to get a little bit more familiar with it, kind of get it out of your head and just into your muscle memory. And then after that, then you can let it rip a bit, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the idea is that we're building these trails so that any of the features on the trails, we're trying to do our best to match the feature to the trail difficulty. So a green trail might have a little feature on it. It might have a little bridge or a little roller or something, but it's supposed to be designed so that somebody that is appropriate to be on that trail should be appropriate to ride the feature. There's some trails where that's maybe not perfectly the case. And we have some ride arounds where you want to be sure that you know what you're getting into, but we like to build it up so that people can get some experience of, um, you know, what is a jump going to feel like when I'm ready for it? And what is a, a little bridge and a ladder? You know, how, how can I, how can folks experience that from the beginning and gain confidence as they um, keep practicing? Hmm. So with downhill riding, would you say it's more of, the skills development is definitely more of the technical skills, like the, this design. So it's not going to be, there's such heavy bikes that it's as much of a cardiovascular challenge, but it should be more of a skills challenge. It's a skills challenge, but it's amazing how much uh, muscular work you are doing, right? Mm -hmm. um, when you're actually riding appropriately, your, your legs are flexed, right? You're really using your arms and your legs as extra suspension. You would think with all the suspension built into the bikes that that's all you need, but 
to do it right, you're going to be using your whole body and it is still quite a whole body workout. It's not the aerobic workout you would get if you tried to, I climbed up leverage the other day and man, that is, that is steep. And I was, I was tired and I was breathing hard. Like you're not, I, I'm not going to breathe that hard, but when you're, you know, you watch those downhill riders in a world cup, they're, they're working hard. It's not like they're not, but for a recreational person, yeah, it's not near the, the aerobic workout. And it is the technical focus you learn, you know, you're practicing tipping the bike and it's a great way to become a better cross country rider because you can, you can get a lot of laps, um, on the same trail and try things and figure things out and make improvements without being worked because of the aerobic workout. Hmm. And then the instruction that you have, what is the philosophy there and what sort of, how do you start with the instruction up at big sky? Yeah. So our philosophy is that Everyone really, we would love everyone to go with one of our coaches, one of our pros each time, because whether you're new to the sport or not, um, there's always efficiencies to be had. And we try to price everything so that it's barely more expensive to go out with a coach than it is just to rent the bike. We want people to have a really great first experience and second experience and third experience. So hopefully they go on to have hundreds of experiences. And um, we'll start out with a bike orient. If for somebody that hasn't done this before, we're going to start out with a bike orientation, go over the different parts of the bike and how the bike works. And we like to start a little bit slow and have people gain confidence slowly. So here's how you're going to um, use your brakes to control this big bike while you're going downhill. Here's your stance, how you're going to stand with your pedals level. Here's a good braking position. And so we do a fair amount of work in the flats to get somebody comfortable and understanding how the bike's going to work. We'll even do some work in the flats on cornering because people are, you know, you think that you're going to steer a bike and you're going to turn the handlebars, but um, bikes do better when they're tipped versus steered. And so that's, you know, takes a little bit of practice in the flats before we take folks up. And then we have, you know, that nice beginner train on Explorer. And so if somebody hasn't ridden a chairlift, we will explain how to ride the chairlift, how to load the bike. And then uh, we have, we'll start up typically on the easy rider trail, which has some different pullouts and has some signage to support our different, um, you know, the, the braking techniques and the stance techniques and everything so that you can have both the, the doing and then the verbal description, as well as a visual um, that you can read and have reminders as you're going along. And as, as part of the rental, do you also have like um, a specialized full helmet and pads and that's for sure. Yeah. 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 Our rentals include a full face helmet and elbow and knee pads. And, um, yeah, it's a different kind of sport for sure. And most people stay on bikes most of the time, but dirt, you know, can cause, cause some abrasion without the appropriate, uh, appropriate armor. And that's always recommended. It's it's a bit harder than the snow, isn't it? (laughs) It is. It is. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, so great. Um, can you talk a little bit about some of the other nearby trails uh, around Big Sky that people might access from there or some of the popular ones? Um, one comes to mind, obviously, is the, uh, of course, I'm spacing the name of it, the, but down the, the Meadow Trail, you know. Yeah, from- yeah, 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 for sure. So yeah, Big Sky, I mean, has a long history of, of mountain biking. Um, like I said, I think I rode here first in 99. It, it, we the first trail that we had up on the mountain was Moose Tracks, and that was 1996, which is cool to think that there's been a downhill program of some sort that time, all that time. Um, and some of the more 
long-term trails in the community are the Grizzly Loop, which is, you know, it's a, it's a great ride in the Porcupine area. It opens a little bit later in the season. Um, the North Fork Loop is a little bit more of a downhill trail with, but you, you know, and you have to pedal up to, to do that loop. And I think that's a longtime favorite that has a good, beautiful climb with a good workout and then still some fun technical downhill associated with it. Um, and probably Buffalo, um, I'm sorry, uh, Buckridge to first and second Yellow Mule. I mean, those are some of the ones that I think I've had a lot of mileage on over a long number of years that are still quite popular and in, in use. And then what you're referencing, I mean, the partnership with Pete Costain and TerraFlow Trails that the community has had, we have had as a resort, Lone Mountain Land Company has worked with Pete and the Big Sky Community Organization has been great in the his knowledge and background in building these beautiful flow trails that are very rideable is great. So um, I think it was maybe 20... 14-ish that he started working on the Outer Way and Outer Slide trails that connect the Madison side to the Mountain Village with the vision of we want to be able to get from the Madison base all the way over and down to the meadow. And then I think it was probably 2015 that Mountain to Meadow went in. Um, and what a great experience that is, you know, that ability to ride from the Mountain Village all the way back down to the town is something that is such an experience in any town or any resort area. So super fun. That's very popular. And we'll have folks that will come up and just, they won't buy a ticket to ride the lift necessarily. And they can come up and, and ride that trail or a really popular thing to do is to lap Ram charger. And then last lap of the day is you ride snake charmer and then hit mountain meadow all the way down. And that's just such a super fun way to, to finish a day for sure. Um, the Big Sky Community Organization has some, done some really nice work recently as well. So the Uplands Trail and the Hummocks Trail, as far as cross-country trails, are really nice. And with the more recent addition of Ralph's Pass that they partnered with Pete and TerraFlow, um, that one opens again June 15th, a little bit later in the season. But it's really fun to have some trails that are, are more rideable. A lot of the historic trails, I mean, I think my first few years, you know, riding Pika Point and Wapiti and they're super fun, but it's a lot of work. And, you know, it's, it's nice to have some entry level trails and trails are a little bit more accessible to folks to get them into the sport. Mm -hmm. And then it's so great to have such a, I think that's one of the strong suits of this area is that we do have the flow trails, the machine built trails, but we also have those techie trails. And it's a lot of places don't have such a nice mix, both in the community, as well as at the resort of both types of trails. It's something we've been, you know, definitely in, in Bozeman, there's, you know, like the GVLT, the local trails and the connector, which are pretty moderate. And then all of a sudden you move into like really rough, rocky legacy trails <laughs> that have been there forever and they're getting more eroded and harder all the time. So, yeah. you know, there's definitely been more of a focus of building out places like Copper City that kind of have more of the, and, and crosscut, you know, more intermediate loops and things available to develop skills on. Yeah, and it's so great, right? You you can, you know, we brought our daughter out to um, to Copper City on Sunday, and she's eight. And I think the first time we brought her out there, she was, I don't know, whenever first year we it opened. I, mean, I think she was it was in October. I think she might have only been three or four, right? And brought her out on her Strider bike, and what a great experience! You know, the whole family can have fun, and um, again, it's accessible. And then 
you know, she doesn't love doing even just three miles of pedaling uphill. And she does the bike camp up here. We have a locals program bike camp at the, at the resort. And she did that last year and man, her skills improved and her skills, you know, it's easy. It's makes it fun as a family to be able to go do more biking because she can get those laps hmm. with the lift assist that are easier for her at that age, that seven, eight age, when they're maybe not quite as excited about the exercise component of biking. Um, and it, you know, builds a lot of confidence. With the elevation up a big sky, um, what sort of trails open earlier and, and kind of when does the season come about? Yeah, we plan to open June 12th. And um, while the snow in the forecast right now does not help, I think we'll be pretty close. Um, two years ago, we def I definitely remember riding opening day with Lane on Easy Rider and the trails were dried out. So the trails off of, you know, those easier trails off Explorer tend to dry out pretty well. Um, and then the south facing stuff off of Andesite also. So Snake Charmer and Mountain Tomato actually can dry out pretty quick. We do have plenty of north facing stuff that typically takes a little bit longer. The Mountain Up team tries to be thoughtful with their um, snow plowing, you know, at the end of the ski season, they plow the roads and um, they can take the, the cats and actually try to bring the snow level down to, you know, six, 12 inches above the trail and then let the sun melt the rest of it so we don't damage the trail. So we try to be thoughtful. Um, I think I've seen pictures of Whistler where they have like a whole crew of folks with shovels and trying to shovel it out. Um, we've tried snow blowers. I think we're, I think we're trying to maybe not go quite that extreme, but June 12th is our target and we'll open whatever we can um, and we'll keep things closed if it'll protect the trail and keep it nicer longer by keeping it closed. Mm -hmm. And what kind of programs are you running this summer? Uh, so we have a, we have a kind of intro to downhill, you know, basically a 101, which is our most popular retail coaching offering. And then we do two four week sessions of bike camp. Um, and so one day a week, um, each week for kids and that's how it's at age eight and kind of goes up to any level. And then we're looking, we've done Sarah Maloney has been involved in our bike program for a long time. And she's done a lot of really nice women's kind of camps and a little bit more impromptu. And Sarah's actually helping to build a new bike park up in the whitefish area. And she won't be with us this summer, but we want to keep that, that idea and having some women's offerings. You still you know, in 99, I think I was the only, you know, there weren't that many women riding, certainly wasn't the only, but there weren't that many. And it's still, you know, you see more and more all the time, but we want to keep it a sport that people feel welcome and give some opportunity and give some confidence. So we'll look to have some of those for sure. And we'll have, I think we have two, at least two enduro races scheduled. And I think another women's um, coaching event for a couple of days as well. And where can people go to learn more about your events and programs? All on our website, um, bigskyresort.com. And just there's right on the homepage, you can click mountain biking and navigate from there to find rental options and coaching options and events. All right. And, and what are you most excited about this upcoming season? You know, there are a lot of things to be excited about. We are the internal team. Doug Shelley is our... Um, trail building manager and uh, his team is going to finish snake charmer to the base area. And so that mountain meadow trail that you were referencing has two way traffic with the snake charmer trail um, for the bottom of it. 
And so we're really excited to have those be separate. And then Mountain to Meadow will have much more, you know, much less two-way traffic. And any two-way traffic would be folks that are pedaling up one way or the other and crossing. So really excited for that project to um, get underway. We are adding more bike carriers to the Ram Charger lift. So we'll have um, more uphill capacity there, which is exciting. And I don't know, one thing that we'll see how far we get along with it, but it is a partnership with the Big Sky Community Organization. And like you were talking with the Galligator Trail, like just the interconnectivity, we have all sorts of trails in the community. And it's been a big in community and BSEO initiative to have a master trails plan that connects these different trail systems. Um, and so we're working and hopefully it'll go through where we get the easements in place where we can have a trail that goes from the mountain, we're really more from town to the mountain that can be an uphill, like Oozle Falls style trail that's a little bit wider and a smooth surface and people could pedal up and or pedal down or walk or hike. So hopeful that that part will come through and excited for our part of it if it happens on, on the mountain. Um, yeah, Michener Trail, I don't know if you haven't ridden that yet, that's a new trail in the community and um, I've heard that it's it's dry, so excited to think the second season of that trail. So excited to get some laps. It's super fun as well. Wow, sounds like there's a, a lot of kind of interconnected things going on right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to add at this point? You know, just uh, I think for the folks that ha don't have any downhill experience or don't have any bike experience, that you know, if you'd come here. I think I started being involved with the bike program in 2012. You know, we, it would have been a hard place to get involved and now it's not, right? You can bring your family up and it's a, a fun way to spend time as a family, very recommended. And there is, you know, the folks that are more hardcore cross-country riders. I don't know, I think there's lots of opportunity to get your friends involved in the sport by having this be a piece of what they learn and experience. And um, yeah, excited for the thoughtful trail building that lots of people in the greater Gallatin Valley are, are working on. So just super appreciative of everything that's that's taking place and excited for biking and uh, excited for the for a little bit of sunshine to help us get out there. <laughs> yeah, excited for a big mountain bike season once the, uh, the snow goes away. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, Christine, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, well, thank you, Ryan, and uh, excited to see and hear the rest of the episodes. Thanks for listening. Tune back into Outdoors to hear more from the groups that make mountain biking thrive. Go to thelastbestbike.com for more information on the book coming out this summer and where to pre-order. Until next time, happy trails!